As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, head eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss our feelings about those characters, and then make those characters fight for our amusement and yours. I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me, as always, is Ken Napsock. Oh, you know what I always say. I'm happy to be here back <laughs> on Databank Brawl. And we also have another returning guest. It is just a little sip of whiskey. You did give me a little sip, and I respect that because it's uh, the afternoon here. It is the afternoon. It is the the afternoons with whiskey. Your other podcast, right? Mm, yeah, afternoons. <laughs> <laughs> It smells so good. Yeah. Mm. Welcome mm. to Databank Brawl, where we just smell things live on air. Uh, anyway, if, if you're a newer listener, uh, we used to record this in the evening, and there'd always be just a little a splash of whiskey to go with our uh, more bizarre, out there, Star Wars fighting character show, and then we started recording in the mornings, and then we had to really reel ourselves back. <laughs> but now, it's late afternoon, yeah. set in the mood, a little bit of whiskey, and a lot of of fighting. We also want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week, we're going to recommend Lords of the Sith by Paul S. Kemp because it's a fighting book. Mm-hmm. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. Great choice. Lords of Sith, kind of forgotten in all the big canon books because it was so early on. Yeah, so early on. It's just, it's, you know, if you've ever wondered, hey, how awkward is it for Palpatine and Vader to hang out? (laughs) (laughs) This book has an action-packed answer to that question. It's, It's really good. Anyway. Moving on, we are in a glorious time for Databank Brawl because slowly but surely they are adding more entries for both The Mandalorian and The Rise of Skywalker. We are staying in the glory of The Rise of Skywalker and we'll be doing some Mandalorian as well. Mm. So far, the Databank isn't going too deep when it comes to uh, Mandalorian. I think the okay. uh, the the general output of databank entries on the official starwars.com databank has slowed down but I did dig for some good ones for Rise of Skywalker. Mm. So, Ken, are you ready for our first combatant? You better believe it. All right. Our first combatant is I'll, I'll throw out my my bias, one of my favorite characters from Rise of Skywalker. Uh-oh. The famous Star Wars character Albrecht. <laughs> here's uh-huh. Here's what the databank has to say. An eccentric Sith alchemist and metalsmith known for a steady hand, Albrecht uses an ancient Sith forge to join the fragments of Kylo Ren's shattered helmet with a growing red lattice of Sarasian iron. <laughs> and that's it for the Diddy Bank entry. So, Albrecht. 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 And spelled, because here's some stuff. Yep. So, KH Al- at the end, right? Yep. L B R E K H. Got it. There was uh, some Albrechts with no H that led me down a path. A Star Wars path or yes. some kind of German lingerie? Star Wars or? path. And then I accidentally clicked on a Disney Plus ad and my computer tried to give me sound for Disney Plus. We're back on track here. We got Albrecht on my screen. Albrecht, the Sith gorilla. 
<laughs> uh, you know, we Albrecht, keep talking about together. Uh, <laughs> stronger together. We keep talking about uh, Rise of Skywalker having pulpy elements, and I always forget to list. Mm-hmm. There's a gorilla doing <laughs> some metal work right at the beginning. Yeah. So, what does uh, what does the Wikipedia have to say about well, Albrecht? As you said, not much. We just have the the, the species. How are you saying it? Simeon? 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 I think because it's I think it's supposed to sound close Simeon. to Simeon. Yeah. Oh, good one, Pablo. Um, uh, gender male, hair color brown, skin color. Fair, I guess that's a fair description. Skin color fair? Yeah. I mean, I guess you're just talking snoot, I guess, you know. Okay, he's got a fair snoot. It's like, you know, our chihuahuas are pink dogs, but you don't see that pink skin. You're covered in fur. Okay. Uh, but, all right, so there's a lot. <laughs> Has he had some but adventures? Ah, uh, this is the old trick Wikipedia does. And for those listening to the show kind of new, back in the day, we used to go to the wilds of Wikipedia to get kind of some backup information, not base the entire show off of it. But we also would go down maybe some Legends tabs. And as time's gone on, you know, those Legend tabs for a lot of the newer characters don't exist. So now mm-hmm. we're just getting backup facts. Yeah, not much. It's actually just kind of it's just kind of re- describing the scene. Okay. Uh, worked on board the Night Buzzard. Okay, so that ship that happens on the Knights of Ren ship. Yeah, the night, called the Night Buzzard. The night Buzzard. Because I will get into this because the Knights of Ren aren't on the actual uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars dot com databank yet, but in the okay. Visual Dictionary, y- you've read about them, right? Yeah. So th- they all have names that are, and everyone has made this joke. They're just they're eighties hair metal bands. Every yeah. one of them. <laughs> yeah. Their name. <laughs> so, Night Buzzard sounds. Great. Yeah, it's a, it's a great album. Open for L.A. Guns. Um, other, so other than that, yeah, the Cerassian iron is what is um, the helmet is made of. So, yeah, nothing about him. Sith Forge, that's interesting you mentioned that. Uh, molten, so it's molten Cerassian iron. Nothing about him other than eccentric. Okay. Dexterous, steady hands and ears that were <laughs> sensitive enough to tell the temperature of metal based on the sound it made when struck. Okay. So that's big. Yeah. That's important to his combat abilities. Yeah. Other than that, uh, Metalsmith made use of a hammer. Uh, so he's got some of those kind of tools. All right. So uh, that's it. All right. Well, let's uh, dig into his appearance and then we'll talk about our feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he's uh, looking at this picture. He's uh, a monkey. Yeah. With Yoda ears. Yep. Uh, and he is wearing a kind of stylized hoodie. And then. Yep. That's fair. How would you describe the thing on his face? He's got a viewfinder without <laughs> the round little film pieces in it he's watching glued uh, in front of his face <laughs> the, he's watching return of the jedi yes in there. yes <laughs> uh got a lot of little uh on his he's got a utility belt uh he's got a lot of little pieces of uh, equipment and stuff hanging on the front of his jacket ah yeah he sure does and he's got a little star wars pouch utility belt you said yeah all right Probably. so um Let's get into your feelings because I just drank some whiskey. So I'm going to ask you, what are your. (laughs) I'll hold off on my sip. Ken was about to sip and I ruined it. Um, What are your feelings about Albrecht, the Sith alchemist? I would say generally positive. Yeah. Not my favorite, but I like it. Uh, I I think it's very Clone Wars like to have just creatures be characters. Sharks, Rift Tamps, and we've talked about right. It. It's not my favorite thing, but 
I remember in the previews <laughs> and we were getting like, ooh, his helmet's being rebuilt. Look at those hands. Very alien-like Yeah, hands. very furry. So I was expecting this. I do, though, like he wins me over. Albrecht wins me over when they're pushing in close. And he is in it for his work. He takes his work serious. He's like mumbling, right? Yeah. He's Yeah. And I love that Kylo just gathers his friends. Everyone gather around. Going to rebuild my helmet. (laughs) Watch. And I think that's, hey, they're all in the night buzzard. Makes sense. They got some entertainment for the evening. (laughs) Get over here, all the guys. Vicarus and Applek and Rat. Get over here (laughs) and watch. Um Dawkin. Dawkin, you come here and watch Dawkin. <laughs> White Snake, all of you. Um mm-hmm. so I love him. Yeah. Very, very much. I think because he rides the line between like, ooh, cool. And you gave a monkey Yoda ears and said, yeah. We're done. We're done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and yeah. we're out. And I yeah. love just the absurdity of that. Mm-hmm. Um talk about tip of the iceberg characters. Yes. So when I first saw the movie, so, so we were with the Knights of Ren. I thought it was he was of their tradition. Mm. But learning from the visual dictionary and from this, the, the Sith thing, and learning that uh, Palpatine is like, I'll give you everything. In fact, take a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I need him to rebuild things. Yeah. I have a gift for you. Yeah. Uh, and, and gives him a Sith metalsmith. Yeah. Metalsmith. How does that change your perception of Kylo rebuilding his helmet? Uh, it, it adds to it. It adds to it. That's that he's like, he really wants to do this. And, and maybe, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe this not, was this a list of demands from Palpatine? <laughs> yes. I will give you everything, yeah. but I have some conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like it. It adds to that moment because I, I like him rebuilding the helmet. So. I, I like him rebuilding the helmet too. And you know, we don't have to go off on that tangent, but I think, um, it really works for it for me when, uh, when Ray is talking to him about like, and you can't stop thinking about what you do for your father. And then mm-hmm. he's almost like rebuilding it. Cause he, he, he's trying to hide from himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And maybe even hide some of his emotions from Palpatine in some way. And yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, that's really interesting that, uh, Palpatine is like, Hey, take, take, <laughs> take my Sith gorilla. Yeah rebuild your helmet um so yeah i really like what the character suggests and since now that we we know for sure that he's sith Mm. so much of what palpatine's return is in oh are these cultists on exegol and all these people who don't have dark side powers but believe in the way of the sith and that they are clearly coming from a variety of cultures lots of them human but like what is his deal it's still did he fall to this? Is, do, yeah. Does Albrecht have disappointed uh, Simon parents somewhere? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or is it like, no, he's, you know, Kill those 500 parents. years old and this is all he has Ooh, I like ever that. done that he's been forging Sith weapons for centuries, he's you know? He's been waiting. He's been waiting. He's been part of this. Uh, you know, going back to the days of the High Republic. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll see him pop up. Yeah. Uh, and I also like, as you point out, that he seems utterly committed to his work with that. Yeah. He's just mumbling to himself about in good Sasserian armor. And, and my final note on him here, you know, this would be a great Kenner action figure. Oh my God. This yes, would be right. right in the wheelhouse. Right. And maybe, maybe even have to send away for Albrecht. Yeah. And, well, and you know, it wouldn't be called Albrecht. It'd be like monkey man or something weird like that. Um, you know, <laughs> but 
Yeah. Thank you. Classic Kenner names. Absolutely. Yeah. It would be, it would be uh, something very insulting, like monkey face. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Monkey ears or something weird. Weird ears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, Albrecht, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I need or want to say about him. Uh, He's awesome. He's got the Sith Forge, Sith, he's a Sith alchemist Mm. who is also maybe, who knows, maybe he's the one who uh, scraped Palpatine out of the shaft of Death Star 2. Oh, yeah. Who knows? We'll be excited to see what happens to him and his sensitive ears. He has to go up against someone, and I, I, you know, I really struggle to decide who. And I came down to uh, a controversial character. Mm -hmm. Our next combatant is Beaumont Kin. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) I feel an agenda coming from you. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, Here is what the databank has to say about Beaumont Kin. A historian who once aspired to become an educator... After the destruction of the Hosnian system, Beaumont Kin abandoned his academic career to become a captain in the Resistance Intelligence Division. He offers the cause broad knowledge on a variety of topics. I like this. <laughs> uh, so you got uh, Beaumont pulled up there. Much like the Visual Dictionary, there's a lot. A lot on him there. Yeah. Um, so in the this database entry, it really focuses on educator. Mm-hmm. Um in the visual dictionary to my recollection, it focused on how he, he is um, an educator and a researcher, but he was particularly interested in the Sith. Yeah. A historian, they call him here, um, participated in the attack on Kashyyyk. Uh, the attack on Kashyyyk. What? Huh? Huh? Is there a source for that? Uh, I'm trying to no, There isn't. What? Going back to the wilds of Wikipedia. Yeah, because it wouldn't. Cause, so initially, my thought was he's talking about like when Han freed Kashyyyk. Oh, but that, he'd be like six when that. Okay, happened. well maybe. <laughs> or, or no, he'd be he'd be like eleven or twelve. He was by. So here's some stats on a homeworld lurked lurked um lurked lurked l e l e r c t lurked lurked. Uh, born five years before the Battle of Yavin. Okay. So five years, nine, he'd be about 10 or 11 with the Kashyyyk uh, thing. So I don't yeah. think he participated in that battle unless he was there. Uh, human male, 1.7 meters tall, hair color blonde, eyes blue, skin color light. Um, Dominic Moynihan, of course, portrays him. So, um, yeah, gosh, there's a there's, – because the, the data, he, okay, he does have wait, a kind wait. of extensive entry in the databank, in the, in the visual dictionary. Okay, so he appeared, sorry folks, if you haven't listened to Databank Brawl, this is part of the fun. We discover things on the fly because this is often a surprise, the characters to me. He appeared in a, the Star Wars Adventures comic, oh. three issues, which is Ghosts of Kashyyyk. So I don't read that Got series. it. I okay. Believe, I believe it's IDW. Yes, because there's a there is an actual drawing of him uh derek uh charm illustrated the the story written by john barber and there's an actual picture of him okay so some of this backstory was really yeah. built out and it okay. featured a, a three-part series uh comic store featuring chewbacca helping defend kashik from a first order attack and beaumont ken was part of that okay interesting that um, makes sense okay it's so good that, that we already learned something you can read more about beaumont ken where is my damn Albrecht comic book is what I have to say to that. Um, so in the visual dictionary, it had a lot about how he was 
really interested in Sith stuff and actually went to like Moraband. Yes, he yes he did go to a lot of those places. It's pretty cool. He traveled around there. Yeah, is that, so that's in there. Yeah, that's He's, in uh, there. Yeah, yeah. Moraband and Melakor. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to find. Um, Go back up a little bit there. Started getting lost in how he got the role. It was a bet with J.J. Abrams. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, close with uh, Resistance member Daz Karana. There's some quotes. Oh, yeah. What is, what's his quote? Uh, it says, Chewie Beaumont Ken. Uh, Chewie's a living legend in the Resistance the Rebel Alliance before. Why Beaumont? I had no idea. And the living le- you and the living legend were close enough for nicknames. There's a lot you don't know about me, Daz, says Beaumont. Oh, well. There's a all lot right. you don't know of him. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, in a physical description, he looks like Dominic Monaghan. Dominic Monaghan, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, not quite uh, not quite a hobbit. He's uh, grown up a bit, got a nice beard, good, hair, good haircut, got the drab beige uniform of the resistance there, a little blaster on his hip. Uh, he also got a poncho in that one shot. We all kind of saw some goggles. Who need you need nice. and goggles? Goggles if you're fighting, uh, and that's yeah, that's it. Okay, well then, nothing left but to talk about our feelings. How are you, how are you feeling about this character? I so <laughs> I love it for how awkward the character comes across in the movie. Now we understand there's potentially some stuff that was shot and cut out, and that's not even a comment on the. J.J. cut just that that's how a movie's made. You can get some scenes cut for time, cut for pacing. He might be part of that. There might be more of him. But it does come off wonderfully awkward in a Star Wars traditional sense. Yeah. Of him filling in gaps, exposition gaps and whatnot in the, in the story. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. You like him because I like him, but he kind of sticks out. And, and again, I'm a fan of the Lord of the Rings movies. So it's like you're like, oh, cool. We got, we, got, we got a habit. Dominic Monaghan's here. And then it's like, uh, you know, all right. But I like, I, I get the sense from him of just like, hey, we're going to Mordor. He knows about that stuff. We're going to go return the ring. And he knows it. <laughs> that he's done the research yeah. in the dark side, even yeah. in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I had a friend text me and just, uh, y- y- you can't just put a hobbit in a movie. That's distracting. <laughs> right. A fan, a friend who's a big fan of Lord of the Rings. So there's definitely that energy to it. Um yeah, I think what's fascinating to me is we don't know the character at all, but culturally we know the actor. Yeah. So there is this weird tension when he's suddenly, who is this guy? Yeah. Who we all know, but don't know. Yeah. Who knows a lot about the Sith? Why does he know that? And of course, uh, once you read up in the backstory, it's mm-hmm. fun to know that, like, is there a scene where he is, because uh, I think this was in the visual dictionary as well, that he was helping Ray translate some of the passages yeah. in the ancient Jedi text. Like, is there a scene cut that established that there is a reason that he'd be like the, ah, ah. secrets only the Sith knew? Because it does, I think it's, it. you know what it is in that line that is weird and fun for me? Mm. It feels like you just like walk to your grocery store you, that you go to every day and, yeah. and the grocer's just like, Oh, yeah, the Illuminati. I know all about their <laughs> secrets. Let me tell you where the treasure is buried in Washington, yes. D.C. He comes across as just like this totally normal guy. And like, yeah. why do you, why are you like, oh, yeah, Sith secrets. What are you going to do? We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what, Sith, Sith be Sith. <laughs> Sith happens. Yeah, totally. Uh, it feels like he's almost yeah. going to say that. Um, do, do you actually like his performance? I think he did. He takes some some. That, that's some tough dialogue to just drop in there. You know, yeah. how do you do that? Sith secrets. Sith secrets only. Sith new cloning. Like 
That's awkward. Yeah. Uh, and I think he did okay with that because he's a, he's a good actor. I love him. So, yeah. yeah. I'm just kind of fascinated with him. He went for it. Every, every shot he has, he's going for it. And he's like, a, yeah. come on, Chewie. He's going for it. When he's, when mm-hmm. I think, is it Finn that kind of half hugs him or pats his shoulder and he's got this big goofy look on his yep. face in yep. the victory party yep. on Agent Kloss where he's like, oh, can't believe, like he, he went to 11 on he did. every choice. Now the one that the most awkward one might be the, the holdo maneuver one. Cause that, that just oh, seemed like a yeah. weird. Yeah. Can we just do a holdo maneuver? <laughs> yeah. We, we got to start doing some holdo, holdo maneuvers. maneuvers. Yeah. And the, yeah, that was definitely one of the lines that popped for me on the first viewing of like, do we, people have various strong opinions about that from yeah. one of the best Star Wars moments ever to it breaks canon. Yeah. It, People have a strong opinion. It's like, Hobbit, why are you poking the bear? Are you poking? Of the Don't hold- kick the can, man. <laughs> Don't kick the hold of a maneuver can, Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, so obviously, uh, plenty to discuss, and we get a lot of uh, both joy and criticism yeah. uh, from this character. Uh, anything else that you, you feel you want to say or that we I need mean, to know? No, I'm just reading this quote from him on how he got the role. It has nothing to do with the episode, but it's it's big. It's weird. Go for it. He says this. JJ said, just be aware of the fact that there are massive sequences in Act 2. There are massive sequences in Act 3. But because we're shooting Act 1 first, I've put you in there and you seem not to be around as much in Act 2 and Act 3. But that's because that's what we're doing first. So I want you here. I want you invested. So read the script. But just know there won't be it won't be long until there will be a redraft of those things and we'll see you a little bit more. So I read it. And the script is amazing, and obviously there isn't a lot I can say. So I don't know uh, okay. when this game, but it just seems like, yeah, yeah. It seems like they were like, "Hey, just come in. We need you to, yeah, we need you to do this, yeah. We'll it, write, we'll write you in more, or cut you out. We'll matter. write you in, or or cut you out. And this is from October, well before the movie came out. Okay, or any final cuts. From yeah, there. and I think he said something somewhere about other, even more deleted scenes that suggest that he was also a tech expert or something that he and rose code did some code breaking oh yeah some code breaking yeah. yeah so man there is uh there's a lot going on there uh, i guess i will uh say quickly that uh, i choose to enjoy this character um i agree with, with the criticism that mm-hmm. hey you got rose you got maz Kanata. i kind of feel like maz Kanata should have been saying some of those lines right right i feel like if he, he wasn't there, maybe Rose would have got more of that focus. Uh, if if you're out there, you're listening, you feel strongly about that. I agree with that criticism uh, personally, but we also want to just accept the, the films are what they are. And uh, with that criticism in mind, I enjoy how strange this Hobbit's presence <laughs> is in Star Wars and how, how he goes to 11 with every acting every choice. choice. So uh, with that criticism in mind, we're going to have some fun with Beaumont Kin as he faces a Sith gorilla, yes. let's fight. Boom, boom, boom. So, as always, we like to decide when and where this is happening. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking that this is maybe, mm. maybe before the events of Rise of Skywalker. Mm. And he, uh, mm. Beaumont is exploring a Sith place, or, or do you want to go after no, no, Rise I of Skywalker? We can sometimes, we play around with the, the canon, right? So, it, it's, uh, it, it makes sense. He's going around searching. 
And I think I think maybe he's uh, you know heading to one of these Sith planets. I don't know if it's Exegol, but maybe it's Morban, Morban, or something. Yeah, because like I, I don't think he's been able to find Exegol. Right, uh, he's not that great. Yeah, I mean, he's amazing, Beaumont Ken. He's I mean, he's a hacker, a historian, an educator. <laughs> I mean, he's he's so many things. Warrior. Um, <laughs> and I think yeah, that that that's his journey. Okay, okay do you want him to go to? More band where the uh, the valley of the uh, the Sith uh, mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. or do you want him to go to Malachor, which we saw in Rebels, site of many uh, great Jedi Sith battles? Mm. Oh, Malachor is kind of interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going there uh, to investigate. There's been some rumblings of maybe some activity there. Okay, so uh, while, while we're thinking up, do, do you mind pulling up Malachor and seeing just like what information we have about the planet? Uh, Absolutely, it would be a pleasure of doing that here. Okay, uh, so we got uh, we got Beaumont heading there. I think he's got a, a little ship. I think there's. I, I don't think he's in a fighter. I think he's in more of just like kind of a yeah, a little sort of a shuttlecraft. Maybe it has some basic weapons, but I think he's. I think he's a little cocky. He kind of grew yeah. up in a time where the Sith were mostly thought gone and he thinks he's really being a historian and, and going to these places is creepy. Right. Right. But I don't think he has a fear that he's going to encounter. Uh, correct. Actual Sith no, forces. They, they, yeah. It's gone. Yeah. I got Malachor up. Okay. So what do we know about Malachor? What kind of planet it is outside of that temple that we saw well, in rebels? It's a rocky hellish wasteland <laughs> loaded, lo- located in the, uh, Corlean sector of the galaxy's outer rim region. Okay. Planet shrouded a mystery in the location of an event known as the great scourge of Malachor, which took place thousands of years before the rise of the empire. This is an ancient battle. At the Sith Temple between the Sith and the Jedi Order, we saw, uh, we saw super weapon activated, killing and petrifying all participants of the battle remaining for years after. We do see that in Star Wars Rebels, right? Uh, when uh, Ezra goes there. Yep. Maul's kind of camping there. So Yeah, Maul got stranded there somehow. Yeah, somehow, some way. And, that, of course, yeah, that's the events of Rebels. So a barren okay. planet also described... As a barren planet in the Outer Rim Territories. Okay, a barren, rocky hellscape. All right, Beaumont has packed a lunch. Yes. And some excavating material. (laughs) And I think he lands, landing gear comes out, he lands, I think, right outside that Sith Temple. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, what do you think he's there in particular to discover? What does he want to know about the Sith? Wants to know, he wants to know... There's rumblings of that activity, so he just wants to know where do they leave it? Where does this last, last leave off? You know, there's rumors that maybe Ahsoka Tano was last seen on this planet. Uh, Jedi, what happened here? We, we uh, Legend's been passed down already of, of activity during that era. So he just wants to make sure, did they leave anything behind, any clues as to what they might be doing now? Okay. We're hearing other rumors, you know? We, we hear some stories, so... Yes, trying to see where, what did they drop their dinner mid meal and <laughs> run off? What happened? I like this. I like that he's coming at it from a perspective of a historian who thinks they are in the past in its maybe superstition mm-hmm. that they're coming back. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a graveyard and I'm gonna prove that yeah. that there's no activity. So I think he manages to get in the temple. Yes. Right. Uh, so he gets in the temple and he sees what we saw in Rebels, all these scattered corpses, mm-hmm. various uh, lightsabers uh, strewn about, lots of stuff. People in rock formations. Yeah. He is. Jedi. Yeah. He, he's just yes. in uh, uh, history nerd heaven. Right. This yep. is amazing. Oh, he looks around. He's like statues, Jedi, Sith, a great battle. <laughs> 
many because signs left behind. <laughs> I think he absolutely talks out loud to himself. I think he's got a little recorder on his belt to record his thoughts. And they almost always come out in a list of three or four short <laughs> punctuated things that he sees. When he gets hungry, he's like, meat, cheese, drink, sustenance for my whole body. So it's like me at a diner. <laughs> Curly fries, club sandwich, <laughs> happiness. A malt? <laughs> Raspberry phosphate? <laughs> With my best girl? Yeah, he's, he's always saying that kind of thing. Uh, so he's, he thinks he is discovering all of these great things. Mm. He sees this one petrified structure, mm. relatively short. Yeah. It's kind of bent over something. Yeah. It's like, wow, a lot of these other bodies look like they, they've been devastated, but that looks pretty intact. And he, yeah. he reaches a hand out and he touches it and mm-hmm. he hears, <laughs> and suddenly turning Burn. is Albrecht. Yeah. Sith gorilla, mm-hmm. Simeon, <laughs> with some of those tools in his hand. And one of them, in fact, is like a little firing, uh, a little like uh, uh, iron. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And it fires blow, up. Blowtorch. Yeah. Blowtorch. Thank you for the words. Blowtorch. Great too. Blowtorch in one hand. Yeah. And you know what? An iron in the other. Like I you like use this. to smooth out your clothes. I love that. What does <laughs> I almost said Dominic Monaghan? Yeah. What does Beaumont Kin say? Or do when he is suddenly yeah. faced by the full horror of Albrecht. He stumbles back a couple uh, feet and just goes, monkey ears, weapons, <laughs> torch, Sith powers? <laughs> yeah. And that is when Albrecht, without any question, without any hesitation, uh, goes, and that blowtorch just races uh, to his thigh. Did we get a height on Albrecht? No, we did not. No, we did not. Because it's, it's not on the databank. It's not on the databank. If, if, if Boma Kent's about 1.7 meters, uh, Albrecht's got to be around that, give or take a meter. You, you, so point. you think he's the same height? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I still think out of cruelty, he goes for uh the exposed thigh do you think beaumont swearing pants or shorts oh definitely explorer cargo shorts shorts. shorts. okay so albrecht goes for that pasty pasty beaumont kin thigh flesh (laughs) and just torches him torches the thigh Mm -hmm. and uh, i think beaumont kin probably screams a bit oh he's instantly charred leg and if you've ever you know you know accidentally I don't know if you're like me, if you're <laughs> grilling quesadillas at home or something and you touch the, uh, touch the pan accidentally had that happen recently. It's a bad, it's a bad night. So he's, oh, he's in a lot of pain. There's, there's blister and horrible blisters and blustery pus. Yeah. And I think, uh, Beaumont out of instinct, mm-hmm. uh, he, what do you think he has on him in his hands? Mm. He has, a. He has some little forceps, like little pinchers. He was picking things up. Oh, for, collecting for things. picking up history things. Yes, picking up, and he's got like a satchel on his little utility belt there. Okay. Because he just likes picking things up to study later. Okay. And I think... So he, so he does have a... I'll say he has a little blaster on his hip. He does have a blaster, but his hands yeah. are full because he's got the, the little uh, history forceps yes, and what yes. else? Uh, a little satchel, <laughs> little, like a little, little satchel on his belt. Okay, but the other hand is free. Free, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, because that's what he's going to eat lunch with later. Yeah. Uh, I think he reaches out with those forceps, mm-hmm. and I think he grabs onto Albrecht's sensitive ear. Oh, yeah. Right. Left one. 
The left one. All right. And remind me what uh, Albrecht's ears are so sensitive that they can hear temperature. They can hear temperature is right. Dexter, steady hands and ears that were sensitive enough to tell the temperature of metal based on the sound it made when it struck. Okay. So he can hear exactly how burnt Bumaikin's thigh is. (laughs) (laughs) But suddenly, smash, he gets grabbed by these history forceps. Yeah. And what, so History Albrecht pension forceps. Albrecht probably makes uh, some pain noises. <laughs> but Albrecht, being a student of the Sith, knows that pain yeah. is a kind of power. Mm, yes, it is. Yes, and he, it is. he funnels the pain into action. Yeah. What does Albrecht do? He throws the iron at Bullmuckin's face. <laughs> Now, I've been hit by an iron as a kid. <laughs> is this going to be? This is a true story. I was like four or five, and I'm sitting there, you know, around my mom's, uh, you know, side, and she's in a closet. And all of a sudden, I hear her like, oh, no, no. And I look up, and an iron falls from the top of the closet and hits me on top of the head. A burning iron? No, no, no. But okay. it was just an iron. But still, I was like painful. five or six. I remember this clear as day, and I was uh, spent some time in the emergency room. Had a bandage on my head. Stitches? I don't remember that. Maybe I don't think so. It was weird, and it, it, it. I mean, you know, your little heads are you're not you're a little softer back in the day. You know, four, <laughs> I, was like, I remember because I was at preschool in kindergarten. I, mean, I was in a Montessori school in the city of Orange at the time, and I remember going to school and had a bandage on my head. So I could tell you, uh, it's not a hot one. I'm glad. God, God forbid that would happen. Um, but this Bowen Ken is, he's okay. gay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So several things. Yeah. I think this is so great that the first two acts of violence, you're like, yeah, that happened to me. So I can't wait to see like what other horrible acts of, of violence. A lot of who I am probably makes sense now with this iron. Area. I have not been hit in the head by the iron. I, I've been burned many times because I'm dumb. But I think inspired by your actual youth, mm-hmm. I think not only does Albrecht hit him with the iron, yeah. I think he clocks him upside the head with the iron, mm-hmm. but then also throws the iron in the air so it falls back down and it hits Beaumont Ken in the head, Sith. just like happened to you in yeah. your youth. Sith iron power, yeah. Sith, I mean, he is he's a metal worker and yeah, he's, he's working with his metal. He's not force sensitive, but he's so tapped in that the dark side is helping here. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah it's, it's in a dark side uh, place, right? Boom, boom, yeah. Yeah, crack. Oh, Beaumont Ken is just dazed. He is mm-hmm. just seeing things. Yeah. Um, in fact... I think it would be interesting because we don't often have kind of chapters in our battles. We don't. I think Beaumont Ken actually blacks out. Oh, this is great. I think love he, this. I think he, he holds on and, he, and then he's, he's in pain. He can hear, uh, he can hear voices. He doesn't know if it's his, his fevered brain trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up yeah. and he is now strapped to a pillar with strips of metal mm. that have been forged together. Yep. And he can hear Albrecht working. Mm-hmm. He he blinks awake and just blinking, Albrecht turns yeah. his sensitive ears having heard the blink. Blink. And that blowtorch <laughs> comes on in his other hand, in Albrecht's other hand, is the history forceps. Yes. Now he is walking up to Beaumont Ken mm-hmm. to do God knows what to him. Yeah. Can Beaumont can escape? What does he have? He, he's going to need to escape, but 
he's going to be driven to, uh, you know, inspired to escape because the torch and the forceps are approaching. And he's like, oh, no, no. Paul McCann's like, Stop, I'll get you. I'll get you. Don't, don't, don't. And with the forceps, Albrecht reaches into one of the satchels, pulls out Beaumont Ken's lunch, <gasps> and proceeds to uh, warm it up with a torch <laughs> and eat it right in front of Beaumont Ken. <laughs> a special kind of torch. Yeah. He heats the meat. He's like, my Ronto jerky. He heats the Ronto he heats jerky. The and, oh, and man, if you've never seen a Simeon <laughs> eat Ronto meat, it's not pretty. He just. It's not, it's not good. He devours it. He eats incredibly fast. And just meat and bits and gristle flying yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Very oh disturbing. Boy. Very disturbing. Oh, boy. And Albrecht actually manages to say something. Mm-hmm. He says, Which, because Beaumont Kin is a historian. Yeah. He recognizes the ancient language of the Sith. He speaks nine languages, allegedly. Oh, Wow. Uh, building Sherwook, so oh wow, so he's, he's very, Sherwook, yeah. he's yeah, yeah, so it's maybe it's a Simeon dialect of yeah. an old Sith language, but Momot Kin uh recognizes it mm-hmm. and he realizes that Albrecht has said, I am going to cut you up and add you to my metalwork designs. Yes, he is going to dissect Beaumont Kin mm-hmm. and just put bits of his bones and organs and mm. add them to some metal work he's working on. Yeah. Real, real disturbing. Beaumont Ken has every motivation to get out of this. Yeah. Uh, and he is a, he's a pretty resourceful guy. Mm-hmm. So I think he, he realizes he needs to start to escape as, uh, mm-hmm. as Albrecht, after Albrecht said this, he goes to work on, on drinking his malt. Yeah. <laughs> that he brought for his lunch. That's my malt. It's <laughs> my Thalish Siren smoothie. My malt going away, not by my mouth. <laughs> Desserts I'll never know. <laughs> and he's got an idea. He's stolen milkshake. <laughs> Desserts I'll never know. <laughs> he's got something in his cargo pants. He does. That I think that he thinks can help him. He does. He can shimmy a little bit so his arms let me paint, repaint the picture for myself a little bit he's got basically this metal's been smelted down around him yeah like kind of quickly forged b- like binder bindings, yeah. like it's a james bond plot his hands so he can't take his hands out he doesn't have like trick hands or like a thumb that moves you know that i was an old bar trick or something but he is is uh slender enough that he can he's slide he's kind of moves and shape and so he can get his hand to one of his cargo pockets yeah and he's reaching in there barely barely gets his hands in there and he pulls out a vibro blade a little tiny vibro blade you know in case you need to cut something like a tree piece to study later or something like that he pulls it out and he starts sawing yeah is he is he doing it discreetly behind his back or is it right out in front it's it's so if his arms at his side, right? Mm-hmm. Is that he's laying down. Is that what the situation? No, he's is? he's up against a pole, so he's standing up. up. Pole. Okay, so yeah, it's like he can. He's pulling out the cargo and he can flip it around so that the blade is up his uh, pointing up. From oh his yeah, hand. and he's kind of like slowly cutting into the one binder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, because he's a historian mm-hmm. and not a biologist, yeah, uh, he doesn't realize that. If this monkey can hear me blinking, 
You can probably hear me sawing yeah. away with a fibro blade. Can, yep, yep. You're excellent point. Uh, so Albrecht, uh, this, there's been quite a lot of volume while he's sucking down oh, the smoothie. It's a good shake. Yeah. <laughs> the shake. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think he slowly walks behind Beaumont. Yeah. He uses the history forceps and he grabs the vibroblade out of Beaumont Ken's hand. Yeah. And he slowly walks in front of him. He looks at him. Yeah. And he stabs him. Stabs Beaumont <laughs> Ken. He just stabs him right in the gut. Not, not nothing fatal. Okay. Real painful though. Not mm-hmm. much past the flesh, but just to, just to show you what I can do. Just to let you know who's boss. Yeah. And what okay. does Beaumont Ken? Well, I think first he screams, uh, ah! Uh, yep. But then what does he say? How does he process what's happening to him? Body pierced. <laughs> Vibroblade used against me. Tactics only a Sith would do. <laughs> Must fight back. Yeah. So it's at this point, Beaumont Kin is, is often happens in Data Bank Brawl, is triggered with his fight or flight. Can't fly because he's bound. So he roars back and he headbutts mm. Albrecht with all of his strength, right? Right, right. Bang! Albrecht is uh, is dazed. His ear still hurts from being grabbed. Uh, Albrecht uh, drops the little vibro blade and stumbles back. He his uh, simian Sith gorilla foot hits mm-hmm. something. He mm-hmm. rolls on it. It's almost like slapstick. He accidentally rolls on it and kicks it into the air and uh, falls on his ass. <laughs> The thing that goes flying is the hilt of a lightsaber. Oh, okay. And it lands as it flies through the air. Yeah. Beaumont has created just enough give that he can struggle his hand out, get a hand out, and he catches a lightsaber blade. Yeah. And he's studied these. Yeah. He knows where the activation button is. Mm -hmm. Now... Jedi and Sith have fallen here. Yeah. What kind of blade is this? Great question. This is a uh, purple blade. Oh. It's a Jedi blade. And is it just a single blade, double blade, vented cross saber? Uh, it's just a sing- classic single blade. A classic single yeah. blade. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, Mace felt he had one in a million blades, but this is like... Two and two million. <laughs> two and two million. <laughs> yeah. The math checks out. The math out. checks out, Mace. So he's got the blade. And All right. Like, oh, the force is with me now. Yeah. So I think he applies it to the bars to cut mm-hmm. them open. Yep. He's not a Jedi. No. Does he do this successfully without hurting himself? Or does, does, uh, he, does he cut himself a little? Cuts himself a little bit. Uh, <laughs> just just left, a little. Yeah. Left wrist. Uh, it, 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 he has to kind of. Angle the blade up a little yeah. bit, you know. You know Ooh, there's a little, little right wrist, I should say. So he, yeah, he's free of that little scarring, little stinging, little scarring, little stinging. He didn't lose the hand though. Nope. The feet, he cut. He cuts uh, one of his boots a little bit, one of the laces. Excuse me. Um. So yeah, yeah, he's he's a little singed. Yeah. Okay. But he cuts himself free. Yep. Albrecht struggles to his feet in forward. terror, and Beaumont Ken is like lightsaber. Yep. Weapon of a Jedi. <laughs> Weapon I don't know how to use. 
I'm not an expert. <laughs> I'm not an expert. Training not for me. And I think this is a great place uh, to pause in our combat, as we always do, and give a little bit of thought of who we want to win and why. We are going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with the climax of Albrecht versus Beaumont Kin. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we are back to conclude the epic battle between Albrecht the Sith Monkey and Beaumont Kin, <laughs> the guy who played a hobbit. <laughs> uh, so... Look, going into episode nine, did you ever think coming out of it, you'd be able to say that in a sentence on a Star Wars podcast? Nope. <laughs> and I'm delighted. So as we left off, uh, mm-hmm. Albrecht the, the Sith monkey was a bit dazed. Yep. He has uh, plenty of weapons and has inflicted a lot of painful damage to Beaumont King. Yep. And Beaumont's inflicted some on himself. And Beaumont has caught himself a little bit but Beaumont in his explorer shorts has an incredibly burnt thigh uh, a poke hole injury in his gut a self-inflicted lightsaber burn to his own wrist but is triumphantly standing free wielding a purple lightsaber so Ken who do you (laughs) the very spirit of Star Wars who do you want to win and who do you think would win? I think Albrecht would win. Yeah. <laughs> I want Beaumont to win. I do like both these characters more now than even at the beginning of the show. I don't know if you have a bias against Beaumont, Ken. Uh, sometimes it's like, it's going to be like me with the Spice Girls, where I hated them until they were one of my favorite bands. I feel that might be you and Beaumont, Kid. I'd love to dislike him. <laughs> yes, 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 you do. <laughs> um, next thing you know, you'd be like, oh, look, I'll buy that Spice Girls hat. Uh, so I would buy a Beaumont, Kid action figure. It would be. Particularly a, if it had talking phrases. Or a history forceps. Um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, uh, I'm going to say Albrecht would win. Okay. But because you, of where we set the story, it might not be a fatal victory, but it might be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll throw it out there. I, I got a bias. You, know, you got a monkey. You want the monkey to win. Come on. Um, <laughs> those are just comedy rules. There's the rule of three and the monkey always wins. <laughs> the monkey always wins. It's a Sith gorilla. Come on. Come on friend. Um, so I, I do think that Albrecht should come out of this victorious, uh, but. Beaumont Ken has, has shown a great fighting spirit as much as I want to poke fun at him. Mm-hmm. The way the character is presented in Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. resourceful, brave, totally committed. Yeah. Uh, so I think definitely get some licks in, but but maybe ultimately not win in the combat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm second that. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's tell that tale. Because right now, Beaumont Ken has a little a bit of an advantage because yeah. he has a lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, and Albrecht's kind of been knocked to his butt, right? Yeah, he's knocked to his butt. He is uh, a little bit uh, dazed. He got headbutted and then fell on his on his uh, right. monkey butt. But he is climbing back. He's got a little bit of a wound in that sensitive ear from being grabbed with the history forceps. <laughs> what do you think Albrecht does when he is suddenly faced with Beaumont Kin with a lightsaber? Uh, he definitely is aware of the power of this weapon. So he definitely re-steps back a little bit, gets his balance, and he knows I must find some way to block this. He looks around, 
is there a weapon? Is there another weapon? Maybe it's another lightsaber. Yeah. And he looks out and he goes, oh, I found what I need. He reaches up and from a petrified body, he grabs a vibro blade, like a, not a, uh, a staff. Oh, like that can block. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think Beaumont Ken is acting fast enough. <laughs> Because he's kind of standing there. He was just enjoying the pose. Yeah, he was like, really living the living the hero moment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... So Albrecht's able to kind of shake the cobwebs out of the blade, the staff, and so, activate so, it. Yeah, I like that he acts... Yeah. So now they're now they're kind of circling one yes. another, right? Yes. I mean... Might be one of the pure lightsaber fights uh, we ever have had here. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think I think Beaumont Ken has uh, like the nerd he is. He's interested in the Sith, but he's studied the Jedi. Yep, and he knows the lightsaber fighting forms. <laughs> so he actually yells. He's like, "Form two to attack more than defend." Vapod. I don't know if that is form I two. Yeah, I don't know. If but I th- yeah. yeah, I think he he says one of the more offensive uh, <laughs> stances. Right. Yes. So so he takes that, mm-hmm. and then he charges. Ah, attacking <laughs> hopefully will we'll work don't know <laughs> don't know uh, sure. but he just unleashes mm-hmm. a flurry of lightsaber strikes jabs he does some flips in there mm-hmm. he Ooh, yells yeah. and he screams because he's a passionate guy yes he, he is and he's like the sith will not take me <laughs> not today maybe another day not today. Not today. Um, and it's all all Brett can do. He's he's holding this uh, the electro staff, and he's mm-hmm. he's blocking. He's blocking. He's parrying. He's trying to kind of uh, get out of the way. Uh, and he's battled back into a corner. And uh, Beaumont King brings a big, powerful overhead slash down, and it uh, makes Albrecht jump out of the way. And Albrecht is kind of cowering, mm-hmm. and he is almost whimpering mm. and Beaumont thinks for a moment that he's won. Yeah. And he has that moment where he decides, does he, does he go in for the kill or does, since Albrecht seems to have stopped fighting, does he, does he think, uh, I can learn the lesson of the Jedi and deignite and pacifism. What right. do you, what do you think he does when he thinks he has Albrecht cornered and frightened? He's studied enough to know that, you know, come on. Like, this is not what a Jedi would do. He's read enough of the books. So he lowers the blade, puts out his hand, and says, we could be friends. Fighting is not always the way. What so he, he lowers you, the blade. It's still yeah. ignited. What do you say? He puts yeah. his hand out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a big misreading of a lot of the Jedi ways. <laughs> it is. Because one of the things that the Jedi were about is pacifism. Except for the Sith. Except for the Sith. <laughs> and this is a Sith cultist mm-hmm. monkey, mm-hmm. owner of a Sith forge. Still time, my friend, he says. You can you can change your heart. We can do history mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Find out secrets only the Sith knew. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when Albrecht tentatively reaches out a hand. Mm-hmm. He he lays down the electrostaff. Yeah. Shakely reaches out a hand to Beaumont. Mm-hmm. And then it forms into a fist. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Umper, uppercut. Uppercut. Not an uppercut. Not an uppercut. An uppercut. <laughs> an uppercut. Bang. Beaumont King goes flying. Yeah. That's when Albrecht realizes uh, that he needs to show his full power. And he mm-hmm. reveals, yeah, 
Uh, okay, call me a Sith monkey. I'll show you what a monkey can do. He flips onto his hands, grabs the electro staff with his feet. With his feet. Yep. And he's just a, a wonder. He is suddenly walking on his hands, that electro staff spinning, and he is, Beaumont can struggles to his feet. Yeah. Wham, he immediately gets hit in the face. He tries to get up again. Wham, wham that wham. electro staff is right behind his knee. He's yeah. on his ass ooh, again. Ooh, ooh. He poor poor Beaumont Albrecht the Sith monkey is just raining electro staff <laughs> blows down on Beaumont Kin's battered defenseless body yep Beaumont's scuffling along on his butt trying to get out of there boom the blade the staff's coming down boom 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 there's a subtle there's a cracking I think the floor suddenly breaks away <laughs> and Beaumont Ken falls through the floor. Wow. Just as the final blow was coming down on his head. Yeah, yep. and he, he falls and he falls and he falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he lands, bam, in total darkness. Mm-hmm. He is in horrible pain. The sound that, he, that when he hit was sickening. Yeah. His hands reach out to kind of explore his body. And he feels something hard where it shouldn't be hard and realizes a rib is sticking out. Oh, man. Has that happened to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, now I'm worried it will. <laughs> mm. Um, mm. And he, he's struggling to find a, a source of light. Right. And he he, he he manages to get into his satchel, which is still with him. Yeah. And he fires up a little handheld light and he... Looks around and he is disturbed to see. Give him the slight. <laughs> no, it's a it's a little lamp. Okay. A little, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. He doesn't. Have, <laughs> and uh, and he is disturbed to see. Yeah. Albrecht's right there on top of him. Oh yeah, ready to go. Right. And now this is this is a little rough, mm. but go with me and let me know what you think. Okay. Beaumont can pleads for. Peace. Peace. That violence is mercy. not the way of things. How, right. how does he express that, Ken? Mercy. I ask for mercy. Death not always needed. Sith can find other ways. <laughs> <laughs> and in answer to that, mm-hmm. Albrecht goes, his ears twitch a little bit. Yeah. And he pulls that vibroblade out. Mm-hmm. He's holding it with a foot. Oh, yeah. He looks Beaumont Kin directly in the eyes, mm-hmm. and he lowers the vibroblade to Beaumont Kin's throat, mm. and he just slowly, deliberately pulls it across Beaumont Kin's throat. Oh, no. And blood <laughs> bubbles up and drains away into the darkness. <laughs> Albrecht has murdered Beaumont Kin. <laughs> And he, Albrecht, climbs back, back up, up, Yep, goes about his Sith monkey business. Grabs the rest of the lunch. Yep. He, he eats it all, yep. and he collects the artifacts to bring back mm-hmm. to him, mm-hmm. with him, mm-hmm. to his master on Exegol. Right. What Albrecht did not know mm. is when he cut the throat of Beaumont Kin, right. Beaumont Kin was actually laying in a cloning tube, <laughs> and the blood drained into the system. <laughs> <laughs> and his 
uh, he, Beaumont Kin has this strange awakening, right? Where he yeah. has suddenly been oh. recreated yeah. in this tube, but laying above him is his own <laughs> massacred body. <laughs> Tell me what goes through Beaumont Kin's mind, what he says, what he does when he wakes up. <gasps> I need those clothes. <laughs> cloning He's practical. Yeah, cloning powers do not include clothes. <laughs> I don't understand what's happened. I was just here. This clone is in my way. So he thinks he's real. He thinks he he thinks he's real. Yeah. And this body is just a horrible nightmare he had. Yes. Yes. How did this happen? So does he push past his own massacred it's body? It's not pretty. No. It's decayed a little bit. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a it's a cloning is a big process there. So he gets up, but he, he takes... The cargo shorts off. The cargo, just the cargo shorts? No, a shirt. it on. The shirt's a little bloody. A little gross. He looks around. Maybe there's something else he can find. He just puts a satchel on his uh, cargo shorts. <laughs> no food in it. So this is a topless Beaumont can Tom- wearing just topless. shorts and a satchel. Yep. He's like, all right. Well, I guess I better get back to my ship. I don't... <laughs> Where's my history forceps? Doesn't have any of his equipment. Doesn't have any of his lunch. Only... He remembers his whole life, but only foggy memories, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, he remembers landing here in pain, right? Yeah. And I think he has an overwhelming thought of leave, right? Yeah, I better get out of here. That doesn't look good. That looks like me. Yeah. But not me. <laughs> it's like, am I a historian or an educator or both? What does it mean? Should I become a slicer and hack things? Yeah. And uh, I think it's a, a long, laborious process that filled with darkness. Yeah. But I think he does find his way back up, climbing through various broken layers back mm. to that the top yeah. level of the uh, the the Sith Temple. Mm. Does he do any more history? Does he collect any data, or does he just get out of there? He looks around, looks around the barren wasteland that is the inside of this temple on Malachor, which is beneath the surface. Looks around and goes, "Petrified Jedi, dark powers, emerging presence." It's time to go home. <laughs> and I think he, he runs out of the temple uh, toward his ship, uh, topless, just the shorts and the satchel. And what he does not see as he runs out, but we the audience can see, is a big hunk of twisted metal that's now been propped up on one of the walls. Yep. And burned into it with a blowtorch is this visual depiction of the epic battle between Beaumont, Kin, and Albrecht. Yes. In ending with Albrecht slitting his throat, in the final picture is Albrecht holding his hands in the air, triumphant. <laughs> Triumphantly. And Albrecht has no idea that Beaumont, Kin, that lucky, plucky historian, has found a way to survive. It's, yeah, he is, it's, it's amazed that he's now part of history. Amazed he's now part of history, and Beaumont Kin takes off. Soon he'll be a part of even more history. Mm-hmm. That is our main adventure, but Ken, do you, do you have any uh, post-credit scenes? Yeah, he flies uh, back into a resistance base and uh, lands the ship, and he gets out, and Vober Dan comes up to him. <laughs> Yay. And he's like, oh. Oh, man, you got a lot of dust on your ship. You're making my spaceport dirty. Where'd you go? Beaumont Ken just scratches his head and says, Dark memory, shadows. I'm really hungry. (laughs) 
walks off. <laughs> Secrets even Beaumont Kin doesn't know about himself. That is our adventure. That's great. A surprise appearance by Vober Dan. So happy to <laughs> see him. Such a great guy. Uh, we are very happy to be uh, getting back into doing some more databank brawls. Uh, they're every other week, but we have uh, some great new fun characters to play with like this, which is really, really great. Uh, Ken, where can people find you? You can find me at Catnapsucker. Go to catnapsucker.com for information on shows, my book, and more. Excellent. If there are characters that you want to see fight, you can always let us know with the hashtag databank brawl. Odds are that there's some that you are thinking of that we will be fighting very, very soon. We always like to thank Tony Thaxton as well for our theme music. Tony always has a gr- lot of great stuff going on. Yeah. He has got a couple different projects and Patreons and uh, podcasts, and he's on tour with his band, Motion City Soundtrack. So go check that out. You can also check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash center. You can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram as at Joseph Scrimshaw and check out my albums, podcasts, and shows on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter's at Force Center Pod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said, well, no one was really listening to him. I care. That's it for Databank Brawl. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold and our current faves. In. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.